0: Okay, how are we doing? Good? Praise the Lord. This is the best place to be on Saturday night in Austin, Texas. You made the right decision. And we have a lot of people coming. We'd just like to make a few brief introductions, uh, see where everybody came from. So we're going to go through this pretty quickly. So we'll start with foreign countries like Belize, Central America, Belize. Somebody from Belize right back there, a couple of them. All right, that's a long haul. Okay, then Washington State. I think there's someone here from Washington State. Right there. And to our East Florida State. Right there, Florida. And a neighboring state, a little bit closer to home, Arkansas has uh, Conway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Louisiana, some, a couple of places from Louisiana, Baton Rouge. Then yeah, going to Oklahoma. How about uh, the Met, uh, Metroplex or uh, Oklahoma City Plex, whatever it is? <laughs> Norman, got Norman, Edmund, and Oklahoma City, right? Yeah. Did everybody stand up? Norman, no. no, okay, let's do it again. Norman, yeah. Oklahoma City, and Edmund. Yeah. Right, okay, anybody else outside Texas? Is that it? Where? Where? Okay, Louisiana, Nackendish. Yeah! Okay, how about we go to North Texas, uh, Dallas. Woo! Denton. Yeah! Got uh, Farmers Branch in Frisco. Farmers Branch in Frisco. Irving. McKinney. 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 Yeah. Plano and Richardson. Plano and Richardson. Okay. Now let's come to uh, Central Texas. Let's go with um, Belton. All
1: right.
0: Pflugerville. Round Rock. Okay. Then San Antonio. San Marcos. (laughs) (laughs) Victoria. Waco. Wow. Is that Waco here? All right. Baylor Bears are here. And then Austin. Yeah. All right, Austin. Okay, how about we go to South Texas? We got uh, Brownsville. And Edinburgh. Uh, All right. And how about Laredo? Okay, then let's go east to uh, College Station. And Cypress and Houston, Galveston, Huntsville, and uh,
1: Katie,
0: Katie here, and uh, Tyler. All right, how about uh, West Texas? We got Lubbock. And El Paso. Yeah. I'd say West Texas is on the rise here. No more desert land. Okay, did we get everybody? Anybody else not stand up? Arlington, Arlington. 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 sorry, Arlington. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Anybody else? Good, okay, one big family. All right, everybody got an outline? Okay, we're going to start here with uh, a little review. Uh, The subject of this book, John, is on the gospel of life. So uh, like was shared, eternal life is John's job, which is not that easy to do because eternal life is not easy to uh, show forth. So he does a good job showing that God is a savior coming as life to propagate himself. That's the subject. Proving Jesus Christ is God the Savior coming to propagate Himself. Okay, then we moved into uh, message one. Anybody remember the six key signs in message one? Word, tabernacle, the the lamb, the dove, stone, the house. house of God. Good job. Okay. Uh, then message two, we went on to see. Uh, life's what? Principle and purpose. What is life's principle? Change. Change. We all need to change to change death, our death. He's not afraid of our death. He will take it, and if we'll present it to him, he'll change it into life. So that's the principle in this book, and we're going to get into the first case of this applied principle and then what was life's what's the second part of chapter two life's purpose and what's that God wants a dwelling place so he provides man with a life an eternal life a resurrected life an incorruptible life to produce a dwelling place for him in man's heart so it's interesting that John, uh, his book's not written according to sequence because that account of him overthrowing the tables and uh, with the cord, uh, that's actually at the end of his ministry, the Lord's ministry. So John pulls that from the end of the Lord's three and a half years ministry and puts it near the front of his book because he is trying to show us life's principle and life's purpose. Got it? Okay, so let's go on to... Chapter 3. Chapter 3 is the first case of the nine cases. And it's concerning, let's read the title. Okay, so uh, the Lord wants to order these cases a certain way to present a sequence and so the first one is a critical one, it's a matter of being regenerated or born again. And to make this effective, uh, he chooses a man that is moral, a man that is high standing which shows us that if the moral people need life regenerating, then everybody needs life regenerating. He didn't come to a sinful person. He came to a moral person. So every human being, regardless of your status, uh, your education, your race, your background, your uh, level of morality, every human being needs what we're going to talk about tonight. And probably everybody in this room has experienced this. So we're not going to spend a lot of time on it, but we do want to make sure you understand it. And if we have time at the end of this sharing, uh, maybe we'll practice a little bit how to help lead our people, our friends around us to be regenerated. We'll see. Okay, so uh, the three main points in this chapter... You can write this down. Is regeneration, and that's going to be the first two Roman numerals, one and two. And then increase. Regeneration is for the increase, and that's going to be Roman numeral three. And then the Christ immeasurability, immeasurable. He's immeasurable. That's the third point. So regeneration. Let's repeat them. Regeneration. Increase, an immeasurable, Son of God, immeasurable. Good. Okay, so uh, let's read Roman numeral one. Born of the
1: Spirit.
0: Okay, we want to make sure you didn't miss this. What's the what's the Roman numeral one? Born, born of, the of the Spirit. That is regeneration. And born of the Spirit is actually used eight times in this little. Uh, 9 verse section, so you can't miss it. The Lord's talking about a birth, being born again. And actually, this chapter, uh, or this case, starts in chapter 2. James didn't finish chapter 2 because the last 3 or 4 verses actually go with this case. So that's where the Lord was at the Passover, and many people were believing into Him because of the signs that He was doing. But he didn't entrust himself to those people because he knew what was in man. Wow. He, didn't have anybody, he didn't need anybody to explain who man was. He knew what was in man. Wow. and so. But he wouldn't entrust, he wouldn't commit himself to these people. Uh, rather, he would want to commit himself to people of life. Wow. People that followed him, not because of what he could do for them, but people who received his life, and would be uh, following him because of his supply, the inward supply of life. So this is the contrast. That's why verse 3 starts with the word but. So it's contrasting people going after miracles with a man who is wanting to know something deeper of the Lord, wanting to know something of reality, not just fix this or fix that, but who, who are you and what are you about? So, but there was a man... Of the Pharisees, that was a very prominent, conservative, religious group of Jews named Nicodemus. Uh, there's only two names of these nine cases that are given to us. One is Nicodemus, first case, and ninth case, Lazarus. We're not going to tell you what Lazarus means. You have to come back to the college conference in the fall. <laughs> but Nicodemus means conqueror of the people, Nico. Anybody wearing Nikes tonight? You know what Nike is? Conqueror. Victory. Nike. Nikko. Nike. Of the people. Conqueror of the people. So this man was um, a ruler. He was a talented person. He outshined all of us by a long shot. He was a Jewish person. A ruler. So anytime you see this little swoosh sign... I want you to remember Nicodemus. How do you do that little sign like that? Every time you see that, Nicodemus, born again. This no longer means all-star, athlete. It means born again. Is a person wearing that born again? Does that person have the real life? Not how good of athlete they are, okay? Don't let that stick in your brain. That sign now means what to you? That's right. Okay, so he came by night, and uh, this is kind of our case too. I mean, I remember meeting the the club at UT. By the way, I'm Tim. I live here in Austin. I went to UT, and that's where I met uh, this group of Christians. I remember the first time I was going to go out at the table, at the club table, and I had a little bit, I was already a believer, but I just was a little, like, I don't know if I want people to <laughs> see me with, uh, so a little bit, uh, that's in all of us, right? A little chicken, and do we have to reveal who we really are, and then our friends are going to think this about us, or that about us, so you get, get through that. Nicodemus struggled a little bit there, so he came by night, and he said, we know, he called him rabbi, so he, know, he, he respected him. He's a man that respected uh, the teacher. We know, so he's an honest man that was known, that you've come from God. So he's coming for better teaching. He's uh, coming to the teacher, rabbi means teacher. Uh, I'm, I'm a good guy, but I, I still got some issue. I still need some help. So can you help me? Uh, for no one does these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him and said, let's all read the rest of that verse. Number three. Truly, truly, I
1: say
0: to you, unless one is born anew, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Very good. Underline uh, born anew. That, that means born from above. You can write from above. So something is coming to the earth. To Nicodemus, who was a man of the earth from above, something from above, not something of the earth, but a life from above. And unless you're born of this life, you can't see the kingdom of God. So there's a realm called the kingdom of God. And unless you're born into it, you can't see it. It does not exist to you. These people are whack. It's all make-believe. It's all in their head. I can't see it. I can't test it with my instruments. It's make-believe. You've been duped, you weak Christian. They don't see it. So don't buy their narrative. This just blind. You're talking to a blind person. Unless you're born again, you can't see it. It's like not there. Okay, then he goes on to say, "Look, listen to this. How can a man be born when he's old? So Nicodemus wanted to follow the Lord's thinking. Okay, you told me to be born, right? I'm an old man. How can a man be born when he's old? What are you talking? He's trying to track the Lord. I'm I'm with you here. I got it. Born again. I'm old. How can a man be born when he's old? Let's see. Oh, wait a minute. He can't enter a second time. (laughs) Into his mother's womb and come out again, can he? Is that what you're talking about? That's a real question. Uh, Born again, yeah, I got it. I came out once. Oh, I, I can't get back in there and come out again. A real question, an honest question, right? He's tracking on the physical realm. He's tracking on the earthly realm. He's not communicating with the thing above, from above. He's missing. It's wah. I'm not talking about getting in there again and coming out again. You could do that a hundred times and you'd still be the same as you are. Okay, so he says again, truly, truly, this is verse 5. Unless you're born of water and the Spirit. Okay. Now we're talking... Born of water, he knew what that meant. John the Baptist ministry was a ministry of baptizing people for the forgiveness of sins and the water, repenting. Unless the man repents, turns, repent is to turn to God. You turn away from your ways, you turn away from the earthly realm and receive something from above, the spirit, you can't enter. You can't get in. No entry. There's only one way to enter God's eternal kingdom, and that is by being born into it, just like you were born into the human kingdom. The two dogs at my house were born into the dog kingdom. And the plants my wife has were born into the plant kingdom. Very logical. What does it take to get into God's kingdom? Repenting and believing, receiving. That's how you got in. Born of the water, born of the spirit, he can't get into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh, that's Papa flesh, Mama flesh, is flesh. And that which is born of the divine spirit is human spirit. I think y'all should know that by now. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born anew. The wind blows, that's the same word as spirit. It's translated wind or spirit, depending on if you're talking about something blowing on you like the wind or something entering you like God's life, the Spirit blows where it wills. And you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who's born of the Spirit. So you might be a little mysterious on your campus. If you're living the Christian life and you're living according to the Spirit, uh, you can rec- people can recognize the wind. They don't know where it's coming from, it's from above, in our case, or where it's going. So it's okay to be misunderstood or a little mysterious, not weird, not whack, but uh, you're living by another life, and they can recognize there's something different about you, but I can't get it, because they don't see the kingdom of God, they haven't entered the kingdom of God, they're not of the same life. So Nicodemus, another question answered, and said, how can these things be? (laughs) I don't get it. Okay. So, just to make it real clear. uh, There's a lot of concepts, especially in uh, religious America, in the South. A lot of people call themselves Christians. What makes a person a Christian? Is it... Tell me what you think. What are some things you heard that makes a person a Christian? Believe and be baptized. What? Believe and be baptized. That is a Christian. Yeah. <laughs> but what's some of the misconceptions? <laughs> Nicodemus, self-improvement. I want better teaching. I want a better life. Is that a Christian? No. How about go to church? Is that a Christian? Going to church to make you a Christian? How about uh, good works? Does that make you a Christian? How about giving your money? Chris shared a great word on do- doling it out, man. Lose it. Use, no, what was it? Uh, save it. Store it. Hoard it. <laughs> well, what was it, What Chris? You said save it, store it, hoard it. What was that? No, wait a minute. What, what was it? it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Use it. Yeah. Lose it.
0: What? Give it. Give it Give it, Use it, lose it. That was a great little combo there. So giving money, does that make you a Christian? Okay? Well, I was born a Christian. Does that make you a Christian? I mean, from your first birth. You were born a Christian, second birth. My family's Christian. Okay. so um, I hope after this evening and this conference, uh, you'll be kind of more aware of people around you. Uh, most important decision a person ever makes to receive Christ, reject Christ. Uh, so, after you grow some and mature, you'll be concerned about the people around you, the people you're meeting. Are they my brother? Are they my sister? Are they going to face a Christless eternity? Are they going to miss out on the meaning of human life and a life? On this earth, that's in glory and eternally in the glory. Big question. So this is often in me when I'm around somebody. I was at somebody today. I had to do something at Home Depot. And so I just took the opportunity. to. She said, uh, have a good day. I said, I'll have a great day as long as I'm loving Jesus. <laughs> and she goes, It's like, praise the Lord. I know what you're talking about. I said, you know him? I know him. (laughs) So, and then also, if you can't say something, there's these little things called flyers that you can hand out right there. You can just, if you're too afraid to open your mouth, you can just... uh, (laughs) Leave it on the car... Leave in the bathroom. Get the word out so people can hear about the truths in the Bible. Okay, let's keep moving. Okay, let's go on to uh, Roman numeral 2. We're still on regeneration. Uh, Let's read about this. Go. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's uh, break this down a little bit. So um, John three fourteen is, is just a continuation of this, this, uh, this conversation with Nicodemus. So this was just the Lord Nicodemus continuing the conversation. He says, uh, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that everyone who believes into him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world, you should know this verse, most famous verse in the whole Bible. Let's all say it. For God so, so loved God the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, son that, that everyone who believes, believes in him would not perish. So okay. And uh, you have to uh, look at 14 and 15 to really understand 16, to get the full impact of 16. Many people know it, but maybe not in context. That's what we'd like to look at tonight. So, uh, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, is how he begins or continues this conversation. So we need to drop down to that story, probably you're familiar with it, and pick up on what was happening there. Because just as Moses was lifted up, lifted up a serpent in the wilderness, so must the son of man be lifted up. Just as Moses lifted up the serpent so must the Son of Man be lifted up. So what is the Lord who is speaking to Nicodemus comparing Himself to in this verse? What? Say it. The Lord Jesus is comparing Himself to a serpent. You know who's a serpent in the Bible, don't you? Who? The devil. Satan. And you're telling me that Jesus is referring to himself as a serpent. Oh, is he the devil? Well, we know the, de- we know the Bible says Satan, the serpent, the great dragon, the snake, is Satan, right? So what's going on here? Why would the Lord refer himself to the snake, the serpent? Well, let's get into this a little bit. So uh, you can write in in Numbers 21, 5 through 9. Verse 4 said, it starts with verse 5, I left out, and the people became impatient on the way. Okay, write that. And the people, this is verse 4, 21, 4, Numbers, became impatient on the way. And then it continues, and the people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? So a little bit of background. Uh, They were journeying from slavery in Egypt and they had to go through the wilderness for 40 years. This was well into the 40 years. And they had many failures. This is another one. And when they failed, usually God had to come in and correct them, adjust them to keep them moving forward. So here's another case where they are They spoke against God and against Moses. Uh, The phrase, on the way, let me go back to that one. They became impatient on the way. So God never promised them that the way would be easy through the wilderness. He never promised us that the Christian life would be easy. It can be rough. It can be harsh. It can be trying. He never promised an easy street. Was he on Easy Street? Does it make sense he would promise you something different than what he was? was he, he's living out God's will. Do we have something different? No. So, uh, no promise there. And they grew impatient with him. And so they contended with God. They complained. They argued. Uh, For there's no food and there's no water, and our soul loathes this light bread. That's uh, contemptible, this worthless bread. No food, no water, that's really not true. God had given them food, God had given them water. But this was their take on it, their position, their argument. Um, And so the Lord uh, punished them. He did something very very shocking. Verse 6, Then Jehovah sent fiery serpents among the people, And they bit the people, so that many people of Israel died. And the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned. That's, I think, the first time they admitted they'd sinned in in the wilderness. Because we have spoken against Jehovah and against you. Pray to Jehovah that he may take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. Then Jehovah said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole, and everyone who is bitten, when he sees it, shall live. All right. And Moses made a bronze serpent and set it on the pole. And if a serpent had bitten any man, when he looked at the bronze serpent, he lived. Let's all read that last one. Nine. Okay, so um, uh, anybody like snakes? You like snakes? I got a little baby here for you. Be careful up, up, be careful. Get your heart rate back down. Is your heart rate back down now? Is that shocking? Elizabeth, you okay? Is your pulse down now? Now imagine if that was your response. Imagine being out there in the wilderness and those being real. And they're really biting you with poison and injecting poison into your system. And they're dying. Many were dying. Can you imagine the scene? If you just get a little scream out of that, imagine a bunch of those among God's people biting. Wouldn't that be just horrific? I mean, that's one of the worst things I can imagine. Fiery serpents. So why serpents? This is the question. Why would the Lord send this particular kind of punishment on the people? Why did he choose serpents? Anybody got what? Satan and sin and he a serpent. why serpents? Why not? You know, other places the earth opened up and they fell in, or you know they died of famine, uh, they various kind of treatments. But why, in this case, snake, serpents serpent's a large snake. Come on, gotta keep it moving here. Huh? what? Poison. Why serpents? What's he showing us? What's he showing us? What's he showing us? What? We're sick. He's showing us our self, our real condition. Serpents, because that's what happened when uh, man fell. Got tricked by Satan, disobeyed God, got a sinful nature in him. So in God's eyes, man had a serpentine nature, Satan's nature. You all look so nice tonight. I know you're regenerated people. Mankind has a big problem and that is a serpentine nature. That's why it's so ugly out there. That's why the world is in the conditions it's in, because Satan has come in to Adam and Eve, and through Adam, sin passed on to all men, and through sin, death to all men. So here you have the snake biting and people dying. Exactly what happened to the human race. So the Lord is showing them This is you. This is the real condition, Nicodemus. You think you're a great man? You think you're so moral? Let's peel back some of that nice little goodness of yours and what's really inside. So now, why? Serpent? Who are we talking about tonight? Me. You're looking at a little snake right here. Just ask my family. Oh, they really like me. But sometimes I, I'll just give you an example. The other day I was trying to get my driver's license online, and I'm not computer savvy. I just, I I just destroy stuff on computers. I just, I never got educated. I'm too old for that. So I couldn't get this license online. I almost just gave up. I lost my information several times, so I just blared out, my son was in one room, my wife was in the other room, hearing these stupid people asking these stupid questions. (laughs) They asked me what street was in my neighborhood, five streets, and none of them, I didn't recognize any of them, so stupid. So I just said, stupid people, stupid questions, and I said, sorry, dear, little snake went Those people aren't stupid. I'm the problem. Okay, so let's ask why fiery? Why do you think it fired? Do you think the fire was in the tail? Do you think the whole thing was on fire? Where do you think the fire was? Huh? The mouth? Over here, fiery is even worse. Why fiery? Why not just a snake? I need him back. Why not just a snake? Why fiery serpent? Why? (laughs) Because in us, our tongue, the fire must have been in the tongue, and we, with our tongue, James calls it like bridling a horse, directing a ship, he calls it a fire. James 3... Uh, four said, "Behold the ships. They're driven so great, and are driven by rough winds. They're directed by a very small rudder, wherever the impulse of the pilot wills." So also is a tongue, a little member, yet boasts great things. Behold, how great a forest, so little a fire, ignites. Wow. Your tongue, the way you speak. Remember, they were speaking against God. Be careful when you speak against God, and you speak against God's Moses. That speaking, the Lord wanted to impress them: you're a snake, and what's coming out of your mouth is evil. So be careful around our fellow Christians and people about our mouth, our tongue. And the tongue is a fire, as is verse 6. The very world of unrighteousness, the tongue is set among our members as that which contaminates the whole body and sets on fire the course of life and is set on fire by Gehenna. That's the underparts. So it's um, a wildfire with the power to spread. That's the meaning in James. So it's very significant. It wasn't just a serpent. It was a fiery serpent. So, in our Christian life, this can affect our whole Christian life. If you look at the words in verse 6 about the course of life, it's like a, a wheel that's rolling from birth to death. And the, whole, the tongue, uh, the whole life, under the tongue's evil contamination and corruption, can direct your whole course. Wow. So, we have to be very... Exercised, and many times I think in your Christian life you realize this happened to me a lot. I'm ready to say something, and by the Lord's mercy, by exercising a little bit to turn to the Lord, it doesn't come out. Yeah, it's inside, but at least it doesn't set on fire. Many fires are set, wildfires. Okay, keep going here. Um, fiery, and then, um, so when they, um, what happened was that Moses was told to take a pole and put it on a put a bronze serpent up like this. And so now the cure there's only one cure and that cure is to look at a bronze serpent on a pole. Only way. Only way to not die and to live is to take a look. Take a look. Significant. So Snakes, fiery snakes. So I make a fiery serpent of bronze and put it on a pole. Okay, so now y'all are all bit right here. Pull your head over. Your head's kind of, you're, you're dying of poison, you know that. You're dying of poison. And I'm Moses. Come on, sisters. <laughs> you're dying. The snakes are all around you biting. You've been bit. There's a cure. We prayed for you. The Lord gave us a solution. There's a way out. There's salvation. What is it? Look. Put your head down. Look. Look and live. Amen. Okay, now you're, you're laid out. You're almost dead. You can just barely get your eyes on the, the pole. Come over here, Caitlin. She likes this. Okay, you little group here, you're, you're almost dead. Okay, now look and live. Stand up, live, live, live. All of you, go. You live. You have to look, look. Okay, now what's the meaning of this? Why this? Think about it. One solution those that didn't look didn't live. Those that looked lived. Why? A bronze serpent? Anybody want to take a guess? Why is the solution a bronze serpent? Locker just said, "Be healed." Look could have done a lot of things, but he said, you have to look. If you want to live one thing, look. Anybody want to offer a suggestion? I think it's because you have to acknowledge that we're and then Pretty good? What was judged on the cross? The satanic nature. Uh-huh. The Good. Okay, Caleb. Okay. Good. What? You're getting it. Good job. Okay. So we were the snakes. Bitten. We're dying. Serpentine nature is killing us. It's like we're a snake in God's eyes. And so Christ came. Look at Romans 8.3. Let's all read that. Okay, so underline um, sending His own Son in the likeness. Underline likeness of the flesh of sin. So Christ came, and when He came, He put us on. When He was incarnated, He put on humanity. He became a man. Just like I put on my coat tonight, He put us on. And it says that uh, sending His own Son in the likeness, so the likeness of the flesh of sin... Not having sin, but in the likeness, underline likeness. He did not have sin. He had the likeness of sin. And then concerning sin, he condemned it. So he crucified it. So as Moses, here, come hold this. So be careful. Okay, so as Moses lifted up, so must the Son of Man, I'll be the Son of Man. He says, as Moses lifted up, what is it? As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, crucified. Okay, all right, got it. So direct analogy, and so you look, You look on this, and you see a bronze serpent having the form, Christ had the form, but not the nature of sin. So when you look at... uh, Come up again here. Bobby, why don't you come? So Bobby... you're the snake, Bob. And so when this looked at looked at him he identifies this serpent he looks he looks so he's identified with this one remember Christ put us on so we're in Christ and we're on, actually on the pole in Christ. So now we have a replacement. Wow. So when you identify, when you accept that replacement as for you, then you live. Yeah. Ah, yeah. and he dies. You got it? Yeah. So that's the way it works. You look at the Lord and your sinful nature is judged, is condemned, is nullified by identifying, by accepting the Lord Jesus as your replacement, then your your nature is dealt with and you're free. You're released. There's no other release. Now, well, wait, aren't you glad that someone dealt with your sinful nature? You don't have to live in it. It still exists. He left it with us. And we still fall into that. It's like a house that's condemned. You know, I don't know if they, you're familiar with condemned houses. They're diseased, or they're falling down, so don't go in there. It's still standing, but it's condemned. It's judged. Don't, don't live in there. Don't go in there. So that's the, that's the case with our sinful nature. Don't go there, Grant. But oh, sometimes you just may slip back into the sinful flesh. Remember the flesh of sin. And so this is a the battle we're in. Are you living out the serpentine nature that day? Or are you living out the Lord that day? Okay, so um, one more point here. And that is, well, uh, actually, uh, it's a little alarming that so many people are concerned about the coronavirus. It's killed how many people in the U.S. now? Ten, something like that. Very concerned, $8 billion are now just spent about this virus that is taking people's lives. But listen, Generation Z, the whole generation is dying. They're all bit. They have Satan's nature, dying left and right. Where's the concern? Who's concerned about the people? We're talking about not just physical death. We're talking about eternal perishing. Who's concerned? Everybody's concerned about the coronavirus. I'm glad. I don't want it. But what about the bigger concern? Where's that? Who, who's talking about that? Who's who's into the reality of that? Who cares about their fellow man perishing? I hope you would. I hope you pick up some feeling. I hope the coronavirus actually... Uh, wakes us up to realize wow. man is a dying state. Man is very fragile. Okay, we got to move on uh, to next point, and that is um, the bridegroom. By the way, before we do that, a little lamb here in chapter one. Aww. Aww. He is a lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So why, if he's taken away the sin of the world, why does he have to be a bronze serpent? I thought he took away the sin of the world by the lamb. What's going on? The lamb was the purchase, the payment. He purchased us. He paid the debt with the lamb, the lamb of God there in Revelation what happened with this he judged he condemned sin he had trapped sin localized it in man and he marched it to the cross and judged it condemned it boom so now you see he needs to be the lamb yeah and he also needs to be the bronze serpent to deal with our sinful nature that's part of regeneration Dealing with that nature that's sinful and giving us another life. Okay, I think you got it. So the bridegroom, now we're happy. No more snake. Goodbye, snake. The bridegroom, let's all read the title here. This is now an increase. So the bridegroom, the the bridegroom and the bride. This is John the Baptist, (laughs) J.B. Not John the writer, but John the Baptist, uh, we're done with Nicodemus. The Lord moved on out of Jerusalem up to Judea. And he's baptizing. And people, all the people are coming to him. And John's disciples go, hey, hey, Lord, look, they're all coming to Jesus. You're baptizing, but they're all going his way. What's the deal? What's up? And then John says this revelation. Oh, my goodness. John says, he who has the bride is the bridegroom. We're just going from a serpent, the Lord is a brass serpent, to now the Lord is a what? Bride. Which do you prefer? Bride. And he who has a bride is a bridegroom. But the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him, he's talking about himself, John the Baptist, rejoices with joy because of the bridegroom's voice. This joy of mine therefore is made full. He must increase, but I must decrease. John saw something, but he was okay to be the friend, right? Who has the bride? The bride is a bridegroom, and then there's a friend of the bridegroom, and I rejoice. So as Christians, do you want to be just the friend of the bridegroom? Hey, Connor, where are you? Come on up here, Connor. All right, Connor. Connor Robinson. Met him as a freshman, aerospace engineer. He's got some news. He's got a friend. Where are you, Ty Wilson? He lives with Ty Wilson. (laughs) Calling Ty Wilson. Come up here. Is this, this your friend? Yes. Come on up, friend. Come on, Ty. They live together. They serve together. They, they just are together a lot. A good friend. Is this your friend? Me? This oh, yeah. your friend? you yeah. all friends? All right, Ty. Uh, you all friends? Yeah, you know. <laughs> you all have a good relationship? You yeah. talk about stuff. Brothers in Christ. Joining the company, you talk to him about some of your life. Yeah, you talk to him about some of your life, and, yeah. <laughs> and pray together sometimes. And has he told you what's going on in his life?
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. He told. He told you. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: ever since this happened, uh, you know earlier. He got, you know, we talk about getting bit by a snake. This, this one wasn't bit by a snake. This is bit by love. The love bug. The love bug hit our boy. You remember, he, he was an aerospace engineer. I call him now the space cadet. He's out there way above the heavens. His mind, I'm not sure where it is sometimes, or where he is sometimes, because he's got a bride on the come here. Where are you, bride? Hey, come on up here. You got a friend? You got the bride. The Lord needs friends, and the friends rejoice at His voice. They're happy, but don't stop there. He doesn't just want friends. He wants this one. (laughs) You can be this one, or you can be this one. This happened to be, the love bug bit me years ago. My wife, Karen, I was just couldn't sleep at night. I was riding down this street that wasn't operating yet at 2 o'clock in the morning on my bike. I love you, Karen! Karen, I love you! I want to marry you! What was wrong with me? And Kyle, where are you? Kyle, Kyle's one of my kids. So I get this call. He's in Boston, and uh, I get this call, Dad. This kind of a giddy voice. I'm in love. <laughs> you remember that call? <laughs> I knew nothing going into that. I was thinking, He's, he doesn't sound like himself. He's just like this. <laughs> He didn't tell me he was seeing a sister. He didn't. Tell I'd, maybe he told mom, but I was probably traveling. He just. I knew it. you're done, buddy. <laughs> I could tell in his voice. It's over. <laughs> right, Rachel? What'd you do to my son, Rachel? <laughs> Thank you, Rachel. We love. We love Rachel. <laughs> Giving me a couple grandkids and probably some more. That's the uh, that's the increase of Adam. Yeah. Yeah. But basically the basically to be price increase. Yeah. The broad is the increase. So with this guy um, So it's a little complicated. She's want you say um, say something like um, hi everyone. Oh, is there a microphone? Yeah. She's she's got an accent. She's from Germany. So it uh, <laughs> It complicated the uh, things a little bit because of the legal requirements and getting a foreigner over here to get married to uh, work. So we just kept telling Connor, you gotta slow down, bud. <laughs> Connor, you gotta oh, I don't need that one. <laughs> you hold it. <laughs> you gotta slow down, Connor. <laughs> the brothers would pray, we've gotta slow Connor down. He's gonna go see her, I think, for the second time. Tim, I got the ring. <laughs> Don't take that ring over there. <laughs> it was just like there's certain, uh, there's certain uh, things that have to be met by law for this to happen legally with a foreigner. And we had to play by the. And so Connor was just like, every step of the way, are we ready? Can I, can I, can I, can I propose? Can I give her the ring? Can we get married? So she got over here and has to wait 90 days. So he's, he's counting up and he thinks April has 31 days. He can't even count. <laughs> it's been this way the whole time. Don't know where his head is. I know where it is. Oh. You got a ring on there? Go. Yeah, go. Do you think uh, his mind is on her all the time? Today, I texted him, no, I'd like to call him up, and he sent me this big red heart on the text. Uh, I can tell you right here. Then then the next test comes says sorry and the thumbs up <laughs> The guys lost man he's he's, he's lost Okay he who has the bride is the bridegroom. This is a little window into our lover's heart. If you think his drive is strong and his intention is strong, it's just because it's reflecting his Creator. The Lord considers his bride night and day. He can't move on. He can't he, 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 Sometimes I maybe feel sorry for him. Lord, can't you think about something else? It's just all the time, my bride, where is she? When will she be ready? And the bride is a corporate body of Christ. You are a part of this bride. All the Christians have the opportunity to be these kind of, not just friends, but right here. It's the Lord's heart. Heart of love, the love of God. God's so loved, right? Okay, how should we end this? <laughs> you want to give her a hug or a kiss? I'm just <laughs>
1: uh,
0: Could you show him back to his seat? He probably can't find it. <laughs> Okay, then we get to the last section and um, out of time. The bride. What a revelation. What a heart of God. Night and day, He's working toward this. And the bride will make herself ready. It's going to happen with a people at some point in time. It's the Word of God. Okay, moving on to the measurable Christ. I love the way this chapter ends. It's um, He who comes from above. Again, remember, born from above. So we're wrapping it up with the spirit. What he? uh, uh, Okay, he who is from the earth is of the earth and speaks out of the earth. Be careful of who you listen to. It's of the earth. It's out of the earth and speaks of the earth. Could be your parents. Could be your professors. Could be the wise sages of the earth. Speaks of the earth. The Lord is coming from above and it says what he has seen and heard of this he testifies and no one receives his testimony but he receives his testimony has sealed that God is true. For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God underline that, words of God and gives the spirit not by measure. On your campuses the Lord would like to raise up He liked to speak the words of God through your mouth. And that seals that God is true. That confirms God is true. The speaking of God, the words of God, confirms God is true. And in the speaking of the word of God, the Spirit is given not by measure. Unlimited. Contrast us Limited, the impatient ones in the wilderness. It's actually uh, impatient as uh, the people's soul was short. They grew short. They were limited. That's you. That's me. You've received an unlimited, immeasurable one. You'll never exhaust him. He's extensive. He'll fill the universe. Eventually, this bride will become his wife, and this will fill the universe, the whole universe. Satan will be done, over, and the whole universe will be filled with the glory of God. Immeasurable. That's the direction you're headed. But he's waiting on those to love him. And so we're going to end with this song. It depends. Are we going to be serpents or the the bride? It depends. Are you dry or are you drinking? Oh, stand up! Oh, drink a drink a drink, forgetting to think, to think, to think. Call Lord Jesus, the name and Lord. We found the Spirit; He's just a river flowing in us. So jump right in again! Oh, drink a drink a drink, forgetting to think, to think, to think. Call, Lord Jesus, and Lord. He's just a river. he's just a river. Flowing in us, so jump right in. Everybody again. Oh, drink, a drink, a drink, forgetting to think, to think, to think. Call, Lord Jesus, and amen, Lord. We found the spirit, he's just a river. Flowing in us a, a jump, jump rod in. Rock OK, brothers. Oh, a drink, a drink, a drink. Forgetting a drink, to think, to think, to think. Ha. Oh. We found I the spirit. He's just a river. Flowing in us a, a rock jump rod in. Sector. Oh, a drink. Give me a, a drink. drink. one more oh drink a
1: drink
0: a drink forget it to, to think, think to think, think to think. Think. Oh, oh Lord Jesus he amen Lord. Oh, Lord we found the spirit he's just a river flowing in us we'll so jump right in okay so it depends if you're dry if you're not drinking look out that old serpent may come out but if you're drink a drink a drink Calling, Lord Jesus, the immeasurable spirit Amen. will fill you unlimitedly, exhaustively, extensively, and you will be the bride. You got it? Amen. And in the morning, we will have chapter 4, which talks about the spirit and how we're going to drink the spirit, how we're going to enjoy the spirit so we can be the bride of Christ and fill the universe with this immeasurable Christ. How about that? Okay, we didn't get to the last part. I was going to have you practice leading someone to the Lord. Uh, These are some go-to verses from John. I like to use them a lot. There's many ways to lead people to the Lord. I wanted you all to practice a little bit. Uh, Gave you some pointers there. Sample prayer. Many ways to help increase Christ. Christ increased in us. and He also increased by spreading into others around us. So we like to be able to bring people to the Lord. So many ways... Uh, but these are some very easy ways, easy way, these three verses, I use them a lot, but I don't have time to explain them or for you to practice. If you want to come to our internship, internship training this summer, we will be practicing things like this, how to talk to people, how to bring Christ into the conversation, how to eventually lead people to the Lord so they can become not just the increase of Adam, but the increase of Christ. Christ. Got it. Okay, I think my time is over and now it is your time.